It is I, the wacko weirdo, rebel scum, Jedi hero, live on Tox News. As usual, your only source from the crumbling castle. Brought to you by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards album Polygonawanoland. Obviously, starting the podcast recording before the strip, the Twitch stream, so that my video is not muted. Thank you for joining me, live and direct. Um, as I had stated in the episode previous to this one, um, unfortunately, an episode much worse than hopefully this is going to be. That honestly, um, that definitely had to be one of my uh, worse, uh, videos. I had technical difficulties and then I just had a pretty hard time getting my brain together to be perfectly honest. Um, but that's not really that big of an issue for me. I hope that at least there was something that people can pull from it, derive from it. I'm doing a 48 hour fast, so I'm really challenging myself, bringing myself to the brink. And honestly, it is what it is. Mm. I got my water. So I think I'm much more prepared than yesterday. But yesterday I had recorded an episode uh, going over Ben Shapiro discussing uh, Trump's, uh, the media's narrative of Trump being soft um, on white supremacy and it was a bit of a jumble on my my end because, like I said, I'm going through a fast and I had a pretty hard time getting my thoughts collected and organized and coherently ex- dispersed. But I had said in that episode that I was going to do an episode of the debate in its entirety. I said that. I'm doing it. It's happening. So if you, and it's going to have to come out in several parts because it's an hour and a half debate and I know that I'm going to interject and make it much longer. Um, But if you aren't interested in hearing Trump argue and, or Trump interrupt and Chris Wallace trying to keep it together and Joe Biden making old man sounds, uh, this may be not the next few episodes you want to be listening to. The thing about it is, though, is that I think it's pretty important we go back through it because it seems that as time goes on with a lot of events, that's when things kind of start changing. I've mostly been hearing, like, from The Five on Fox. Um, I've been hearing them say how, oh, Trump uh, wasn't as uh, rude as everybody's saying he was out to be. And I, you know, sure, rude, but I found it to be incredibly annoying on my first watch, how much he interrupted. I found it embarrassingly annoying. Not rude, just embarrassing and annoying because it's just so unpresidential the way he acted. And it seemed like obvious that it was his strategy to not allow uh, Joe Biden to get an entire train of thought across because Joe Biden is known for his uh, verbal gaffes. So not and also just to keep his voice present and um, uh, not let the Americans forget the American voters forget who's on stage. So I am 
and those of you who choose to listen to these next episodes, we are going through the entire debate. And that's, 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 here it is. I don't know if it's going to be three parts or four parts, but we're going through the whole damn thing. And if you're interested, it's on uh, YouTube in its entirety everywhere if you just want to skip this and get your own perspective and think for yourself. I just wanted to add a little bit of context from America, from an American voter. I think that might give a bit of a better understanding. And I'm working class, too. I'm not uh, wealthy. Um, I, I have zero connections in D.C. and Wall Street, New York City. Um, I am just some speck on the dirt ball of Earth. And I just happen to live in America where I get a ton of our uh, news and influences on us. So um, I, I want to bring that American working class voter context to this debate. So that's that's it. That's going to be the next few episodes. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry, but it's happening. Um, there was another video that I wanted to go over. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow of Sargon uh, going over uh, the 14 points of fascism. But uh, today the focus be um, the debate, the first presidential debate. And we don't know if there's going to be another one uh, because as reported Friday night... October 2nd, during a blood harvest moon, um, actually not, he, it was actually October, uh, like, 1st, in, in the middle of the night, it was October 2nd on the harvest moon in Washington, where Trump had tested positive for COVID, um, Trump and his wife, and as we can see here, government officials, family members, and others around Trump have been tested for COVID-19, uh, Vice President tested negative as a Friday um, because Trump could have been <coughs> apologies uh, Trump could have been um, uh, asymptomatic at the time of the debate um, they were socially distanced pretty far I think like 10 feet away um, but yeah uh, Trump seems and there's also kind of a bit of um, talk going around that Trump was actually a super spreader because he went to campaigns and he went to various events during this time that he could have been spreading it. Um, what's fascinating here is now trending on Twitter is called the Rose Garden Massacre. Um, Mark Judson for Congress. Oh, okay. This guy seems a little bit more radical. Scorched Earth Democrat. <laughs> Um, he says, this is the Rose Garden event now known as the Rose Garden Massacre. We are now seeing the results of this event. Please don't forget that the GOP bullied, threatened, and toiled to make sure that this was every classroom in America. And we got one, two, three, four, five, plus Trump making six people at the Rose Garden event testing positive. Um, let's see, we scroll down here. Um... Another tweet from Darren Adkins says, this is a photo of a mass dereliction of duty and there should be an investigation of possible charges for putting our national security at risk for a political stunt. I didn't really watch the Rose Garden address. Um, Kellyanne Conway getting pretty close to William Barr. Um, yeah, but very fascinating. Uh, the Rose Garden seemed to be like a really super spreading event alongside the... Uh, 
couple of campaign rallies that Trump went to. Um, I don't think that was it. Huh. Man, hopefully I liked it. Did I like it? Did I like it a lot? Did I like it a lot? Did I like it a lot? Nope, I didn't like it. There was a very important... There was a specific newsroom that had reported a pretty good list of people that have caught coronavirus in this time, and it seems to be mostly Republicans and White House staff, including a couple of journalists who work in the press room. Um, the Great American Comeback, the GOP tweeted 33 minutes ago, the Great American Comeback is underway with 661,000 jobs added in September. That's more than the best month under Obama slash Biden. Reminder, Biden oversaw the slowest economic recovery since World War II. Not necessarily uh, Biden's fault because the uh, uh, the private sector, including banks, uh, crashed the market. Uh, I don't know if the GOP is aware of what happened in 2008, but that was a total failure of banks. They crashed the market to give people subprime loans. There, there was a whole housing crashing, housing crashing that... Uh, was exacerbated by the Bush administration, a.k.a. the GOP, and then had to be recovered by the DNC, by Obama and Biden. Um, and what I also want to point out here is that they said with 661,000 jobs added in September, um, we got to remember, too, that we shut down our economy. We shut down uh, the basically the country. So those are jobs that were recovered in, in what they call the American comeback. These aren't new jobs. These uh, are jobs that people had to probably get back after being under unemployment for extended periods amount of time. So these aren't really anything to brag about. Anyways, there's a list out there of the government officials that have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, there is a good amount. I thought maybe I would see that list again. Um, we do have positive. All right, Seth Abramson. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Seth Abramson uh, has positive Trump, Melania, Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chair, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, Hope Hicks, and three White House correspondent journalists. And then we have negative. We have Biden, Pence, Pompeo, Mnuchin, Giuliani, uh, Tom Perez. And then apparently the only pending is Pelosi. Sure. Oh, okay, part two. Um, John Jenkins, uh, president of Notre Dame, has tested positive. Uh, a good amount of people here, uh, apparently already uh, testing negative, which is Baron Trump, uh, the DeVos family, or just Betsy DeVos. Uh, Scavino, I don't remember who Scavino is. Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, Mark Meadows, uh, William Barr is negative. Jill Biden, Jill, not Joe, which is weird that Jill's results came out before Joe's. Oh, wait, no, he, he did. Okay, Jesus, I'm all over the place. Uh, Kamala Harris and Amy Coney Barrett, who is the... Uh, 
is the uh, uh, Supreme Court nominee. All right, so yeah, that's where we're at with that right now. Um, and apparently he's taking remdesivir as therapy, um, which is just basically a product. That's that's the president making a plug. I don't like that's the White House making a plug for uh, remde remdesivir, which so far we don't have enough studies on whether or not it really helps. So um, I hope he's taking plenty of hydroxychloroquine. Is he is he taking any of that? So apparently the remdesivir uh, priced at more than $3,100 for a course of treatment. That's coming from the NPR. Wow, that's not good news either. All right. So uh, that's the COVID update. Now let's get into the piece of la resistance. The Trump-Biden presidential debate moderated by Fox News' Chris Wallace. This is going to be a shit show. I warned you, and if you did not listen, that is your fault. There will be intermissions, there will be breaks, but we're going in, and we begin now. Good evening from the health education campus of Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debates between President Donald J. Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. This debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The Commission has designed the format, six roughly 15-minute segments, with two-minute answers from each candidate to the first question, then open discussion for the rest of each segment. Both campaigns have agreed to these rules. For the record, I decided the topics and the questions in each topic we do need to acknowledge that he made it very clear what the rules are. He made it very clear. He said, these are the rules and the campaign has agreed to them. Just want to make sure that's understood. I can assure you, none of the questions has been shared with the commission or the two candidates. This debate is being conducted under health and safety protocols designed by the Cleveland Clinic which is serving as the health security advisor to the commission for all four debates. As a precaution, both campaigns have agreed the candidates will not shake hands at the beginning of tonight's debate. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. No cheers, no boos or other interruptions, so we, and more importantly you, can focus on what the candidates have to say. No noise except right now as we welcome the Republican nominee, President Trump, and the Democratic nominee, Vice President Biden. Gentlemen, a lot of people have been waiting for this night, so let's get going. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the Senate's to consider a nominee to the court. 
Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the president and Republicans to jam through an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong? And where do you think a Justice Barrett would take the court? President Trump, in this first segment, you go first, two minutes. This is very important, and we just need to recognize that both parties are uh, arbiters of hypocrisy, that if the Democrats are in power, they want a Supreme Court justice that they nominated it, put in immediately, and if Republicans are in power, they want the same. Just saying. Thank you very much, Chris. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate. We have the White House. I forget that he he says elections have consequences. I wish that wasn't the effect that he had, uh, the word that he had said. I wish he had said effects, <laughs> the consequences. That just sounds a bit evil. Like, you, you should have seen this coming. And we have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic, uh, good in every way, good in every way. In fact, uh, some of her biggest... Endorsers are very liberal people from Notre Dame and other places. So I think she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time, uh, even if we did it after the election itself. I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. So I think that uh, she will be outstanding. She's going to be uh, as good as anybody that has served on that court. We really feel that. Uh, we have a professor at Notre Dame, highly respected by all, said she's the single greatest student he's ever had. He's been a professor for a long time at a great school. And uh, we just, uh, we won the election, and therefore we have the right to choose her. And very few people knowingly would say otherwise. And by the way, the Democrats... Here we go. Here we go into Trump talking about the hypocrisy. I just want to acknowledge here that Trump didn't really extenuate, like, what her good characteristics are. It's just that he kept saying that she has a good character. And that her professor says that she has a good character. She's a very good character. You should just accept her. And it's just like, well, what is the actual principles that she stands upon to which why you want to have her as the Supreme Court justice? They wouldn't even think about not doing it. If they had, the only difference is they'd try and do it faster. There's no way they would give it up. That's hilarious. They Garland, but the problem is they didn't have the election. So That's hilarious. Merritt Garland was nominated like months, 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 months. Uh, like I think beginning of the closer to the beginning of the year nominated for Supreme Court and Mitch McConnell was just not having it. This seems like a much more rushed job because it's literally a month before the election. They were stopped and probably that would happen in reverse also. Definitely would happen in reverse. So we won the election and we have the right to do it, Chris. President Trump, thank you. Um, same question to you. Honestly, there is no law that says that they can't. Vice President Biden, you have two minutes. Well, first of all, um, thank you for doing this and looking thank forward you. to this, Mr. President. Thank you, Joe. I, uh, the American people have a right to have a say in who the Supreme Court nominee is. And that say occurs when they vote for a United States senators and when they vote for the President of the United States. They're not going to get that chance now because we're in the middle of an election already. I, I understand how they're saying, well, you choose the president and the president chooses the nomination. And so in a way, the American people get to choose. But it's it, that's a farce. That's that's 
that's pseudo democracy. Um, we don't really get to choose who they are. I mean, if we really did, I don't think Brett Kavanaugh would have made it as far as he did. Election has already started. Tens of thousands of people have already voted. And so the thing that should happen is we should wait. We should wait and see what the outcome of this election is, because that's the only way the American people get to express their view is by who they elect as president and who they elect as vice president. Now, what's at stake here is the president's made it clear he wants to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. He's been running on that, he ran on that, and he has been governing on that. He's in the Supreme Court right now trying to get rid of uh, the, uh, the Affordable Care Act, which uh, will strip 20 million people from having insurance, health insurance now, if, if, they, if it goes into court. And, and uh, the justice, and I have nothing, I'm not opposed to the justice, she seems like a very fine person. But she's written before she went in the bench, which is her right, that she thinks that the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. The other thing that's on the court, and if, if, if it's struck down, what happens? Women's rights are fundamentally changed. Once again, a woman could be held, pay more money because she has a pre-existing condition of pregnancy. We were able to, they were able to charge a woman more for the same exact procedure a man did, gets. And that ended when we, in fact, passed the Affordable Care Act. And there's 100 million people who have pre-existing conditions, and they'll be taken away as well. Those pre-existing conditions, the insurance companies are going to love this. And so it's just not appropriate to do this before this election. If he wins the election and the Senate is Democrat or Republican, then it, he goes forward. If not, we should wait until February. All right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as the say is concerned, the people already had their say. They Did he say that there's not 100 million People with pre-existing conditions. You gotta fact check debates. That's kind of the hardest part about them being live is that you have to fact check. Um, Uh, this is from cms.gov. Uh, one in two Americans. Pre-existing conditions could affect one in two Americans. And that's also increasing under, uh, coronavirus spread because coronavirus has been leaving people with, um, I think certain heart conditions and damage, damage to the heart and lungs. Um... Yeah. Kaiser Health News uh, did a fact check of Biden, and it says Biden's in the ballpark on how many people have pre-existing conditions. It says, introduction, this is CMS.gov. According to a new analysis by the Department of Health and Human Services, 50 to 120 million, which is 19 to 50% of non-elderly Americans have some type of pre-existing health condition. Up to one in five non-elderly Americans with a pre-existing condition. 25 million individuals are uninsured. So we're still at about 25 million being uninsured. And Biden is saying with the removal of the uh, Affordable Care Act, we could see 45. Okay. 
Justice Ginsburg said very powerfully, very strongly, at some point, 10 years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time. But a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. So we have the Senate. We have a president. He's elected to the next During election. that period of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. The and the 100 million people, Joe, the 100 million people. His mouth is off. He was elected in 2016. Uh, he is now up for re-election in 2020. So by 2017, he was president, inaugurated. And in 2021, he would be inaugurated yet again. That's four years. It's full circle. Is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 million people with their private health care. That they're very That's happy. That's simply with. not true. Well, you're that certainly going that, to socialist. You're ahead. going to this, socialist. This, this is, we're, we're now into, gentlemen, we're now into open discussion. Open discussion. Open discussion. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Vice President. Number Biden. one, uh, he, he knows that uh, what I proposed. What I yeah, uh, Trump did spend most of this debate making Joe Biden much more sound much more radical than he really is. Proposed is that uh, we expand Obamacare and we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won were saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. It's not what you've said, but and it's not what your party is, has said. That is simply your party a lie. doesn't say it. Your party that wants to go socialist medicine. My party is and me. Socialist right healthcare. now, I am. And the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. What's fascinating is that he's he's just because uh, Bernie Sanders want, ran under a Democrat label because that's how he was going to get more exposure. Um, that he thinks that like Bernie Sanders represents the Democratic Party, but here's the thing: is that Bernie Sanders represents a minority inside of the Democratic Party. When Joe Biden says "I am the Democratic Party," he is correct because he is the embodiment of the Democratic Party beliefs right now, which is m much more conservative and moderate than Bernie Sanders. The platform of the Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact approved of what i approved of now here's the deal the deal is that it's going to wipe out pre-existing conditions and by the way the 20 the 200 million the 200,000 people that have died on his watch they how many of those and have survived well there's seven million people that contracted COVID. what does it mean for them going forward if you strike down the affordable care act and joe you've had 308,000 military people dying because you couldn't provide them proper health care in the military so don't tell me I'm about happy this. to talk about and this. if you were here Look, you it wouldn't be deal. 200 it would be 2 million people because you were very late on the draw you <laughs> didn't want me to draw. ban china which was heavily infected you didn't want me to ban all right we're... it's uh see and i think this is why chris wallace comes into the uh debate here to moderate and it's because trump um, just kind of starts beginning to move goalposts, pivot issues. Like, this is why you had a problem with uh, veterans. What about all the veterans that you had killed because you didn't properly uh, insure them and give them uh, access to programs that they could have really used? And how come uh, uh, you didn't like how I did China? And... And gentlemen, Europe, right, which no, was heavily Mr. President, you would have been President, much later, Joe. Mr. President, Mr. President. You're talking about two million... And that's the thing, too, is that Trump completely ignores the moderator.
Indian people. You're not the president, as a moderator, <laughs> we are going to talk about COVID in the next segment, but, but go ahead. Let me finish. The point is that the president also is opposed to Roe v. Wade. That's on the ballot as well in the court, in the court. And so that's also at stake right now. And so the election is all You don't know it's begun. on the ballot. I, Why is it on the ballot? Because, because Why is you it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. It's on. <laughs> Joe is speaking almost metaphorically because Trump represents the um, challenging of Roe v. Wade, and that's why it's on the ballot. Uh, Biden stands with Roe v. Wade, and Trump is against Roe v. Wade, and his nomination is also against Roe v. Wade. Taking that into consideration, you can uh, infer that Roe v. Wade is on the ballot. The vote you're voting for it, possibly. Um, I know that a lot of states are trying to get their way with a lot of things when it comes to abortion rights. On the ballot in the I court. I don't think so. In the court. Well, There's nothing happening there. Donald, would you and just you don't know her me? view on Roe v. Wade. You I don't, don't know her know. view. Well, all right. Let's, all right. Let's talk. I would, we got a lot to unpack here, gentlemen. We got a lot of time. So <laughs> uh, on health care. And then we'll come back to Roe v. Wade. All right. Mr. President, the Supreme Court will hear a case a week after the election in which the Trump administration, along with 18 state attorneys general, are seeking to overturn That's right. Obamacare, to end Obamacare. You have spent the last... Because they want to give I, good health care. If, if I may ask right. my question, sir. Good health care. Over uh, <laughs> the last four years, you have promised to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan yes, to I replace have. Obamacare. Of course I have. Well, I'll I give got you rid of the I'm individual gonna, finish, mandate. I'm give you Excuse an me, I got rid I, of the individual mandate, which was a big chunk a of Obamacare. See, and that's the amazing thing that I find too, is that the conservatives, Republican pundits, all of them, uh, we're saying oh, Trump wasn't that rude, and he 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 had to just like uh, interrupt in order to defend his character. But it's just obvious that he can't even let a journalist finish their question because he can't actually answer any questions. He has to control every situation lest he lose control and he looks stupid. And the horrifying thing here is is to me that he looks stupid. Like I said, his interruptions are not only embarrassing, but they're also very annoying because they're embarrassing. That is absolutely a big thing. That was the worst I, I part of Obamacare. Chris, that was the he hasn't even, he hasn't, exactly. Oh my God. He hasn't even answered, asked the question yet, and he's still answering something. And he's like, you have no plan to replace Obamacare. And he's like, I got rid of the individual mandate. That's not a plan, sir. That's not a plan. That's only one piece of the Obamacare or Affordable Care Act that actually just weakens it because then that just pulls funding away from it because that's what the individual mandate was for, was for people to pay into subsidizing other people's health care. No, individual I, mandate was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you we to, will protect Mr. people. President, with I'm the moderator of this debate. And I would like you to let me ask my question, uh, and then you can answer your question. Go ahead, friend. You, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace He's interrupt. He's Obamacare. Interrupt. And just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to That's protect some... people with pre-existing conditions five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him. But
Oh, my God. <sighs> Biden isn't supposed to ask the questions. And because just because Chris Wallace is giving context before he gives him the question, Trump feels attacked. Trump feels attacked because he Chris Wallace gave a bit of context. But that's okay. I'm not surprised. Let me just tell you something. that <laughs> There's nothing symbolic. I'm cutting drug prices. I'm going with favored nations, which no president has the courage to do because you're going against big pharma. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. You could have done it during your 47-year period in government, but you didn't do it. Nobody's done it. So we're cutting health care. All of the things condition. that we've done, insulin. I give you an example. Insulin. It's going to, it was destroying families, destroying people. The cost, I'm getting it for so cheap. It's like water. You want to know the truth. Trump's getting it for so cheap. But is the Amer are the American people getting it so cheap? And he always brags about this favored Ameri uh, favored uh, country. Oh my God, it's still really expensive. That was Q twenty nineteen quarter twenty nineteen. Um, Trump is bragging about his uh, favored countries act, where he pays the same price as other countries. Uh, the most favored nation clause uh, requires that a country act fairly with all WTO member countries, extending the same privileges and immunities granted to one country to all members. What? MFN advocates for non-discriminatory trade policy, ensuring equal trading among all World Trade Organization member nations. Holy shit. So the favored hints at executive order to create favored nations clauses, trade agreements to require. Yeah, this has nothing to do with like the private sector. This has everything to do with how nations trade between each other. But yeah, also too, we just really haven't seen any effects of it. So when he says that you're gonna see drug prices drop. It's just him. It's the same thing. It's symbolic. It's the same thing as the uh, covering pre-existing conditions. It's just to have uh, a talking point for his supporters to say, oh, yeah, he's doing something about this. But it's like we don't actually have any results for it whatsoever. Truth. So cheap. Take a look at all of the drugs that what we're doing, prescription drug prices. We're going to allow our governors now to go to other countries to buy drugs okay. because when they fact, pay just a I, tiny fraction. As I say, this is open discussion. No, let me but this ask is you big, about, let me, this you'll is be happy, big stuff. Sir, you'll be happy. I'm about to pick up on one of your points to ask the vice president, which is he points out that you would like to add a public option to Obamacare. And yes. the argument that he makes and other Republicans make is that that is going to end private insurance? It is and not. Well, if I sorry. ask you the question, it will not end. What your party says, by the way. It will end private insurance and create a government takeover of health care. It does not. It's only that. for those people who are so poor they qualify for Medicaid. They can get that free in most states, except governors who want to deny people who are poor Medicaid. Anyone who qualifies for Medicare would 
excuse me, Medicaid would automatically be enrolled in the public option. The vast majority of the American people would still not be in that option. Number one. Joe, you agreed with. I just want to say, though, I, th I find it very fascinating how uh, America, one of the only uh, developed nations to not have public health care, very few, because uh, most uh, a lot of the developed nations do, um, that we're, I don't know, like, we just are, we think our uh, government is too incompetent to have a good health care system. This, uh, that that just worries me that uh, people don't want the government to run things because they think it's incompetent. And then we're also seeing people like defending the fact that Trump didn't pay much in taxes. So like there's the idea that like taxes suck. And so we're like taxes suck and our government sucks. What are the fuck all of it? And it's 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 just a dive into a private like a, a America run by the private sector, which I don't think anybody's going to be too hot on. Bernie Sanders is I, I, far left on the manifesto, when, when we call you, it, and that gives you socialized medicine. Look, hey, Are I, you I'm not going to listen to him. The fact of the matter is I beat Bernie Sanders. Not by I'm, much. I beat him a whole hell of a lot. I'm, here, I'm here standing facing Pocahontas you all, buddy. Pocahontas would have left well, two days early. You, you would have lost every primary All he knows how to do Super is hurt. Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. here's the deal. I got very lucky. I'm going to get very lucky tonight as well. And tonight I'm going to make what? sure because here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. But you I just want to make sure. I want to make sure. You graduated last in your class, not first in your class. I want to make sure. He gets called a liar, and then he's like, all right, it's time for me to call him dumb. Can you let him finish, sir? No, he doesn't know how to do that. He has, You'd you know, you, you pick be surprised. the ahead, wrong Joe. guy, oh, the wrong night at the wrong time. Listen, you agreed with Here's Bernie Sanders to the matter. The whole idea. Let, let him. And it's like, also, too, if you're a Democrat, you'd be like, what manifesto? But if you're a conservative, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that, the, 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 the proposals that they came out with Bernie Sanders. And it's like, yeah, he wanted Bernie Sanders to work on certain things because there is a section of the American voters that are progressive, that are a bit more progressive than the Democratic Party. So in order to get their votes, uh, Joe Biden worked with Bernie Sanders on certain issues. And here's the thing. Trump has, a, a, while we could say Biden has a bit, a bit of a far left support, mainly it's anti-Trump, but Trump has a far right base that he supports. And we just don't seem to really uh, point that out as much as he's going in on Joe Biden having a far left debate uh, base, which he doesn't. It's a very weak a far left base because honestly they what they're thinking is as soon as joe biden's in office they want to move him further left uh biden or trump is so far right that the right wing doesn't want him move him right they just want to him to continue on there is no manifesto number Please one let him speak, Mr. number President. two you just lost the left number two i, I see you just lost the left you agreed with Bernie Sanders on a plan. How, folks, absolutely folks, agreed to. Folks, do you have any idea what this clown's doing? They call it Mr. Do you have Mr. President. Socialized medicine. Mr. President. Well, i tell you what. He is not for any help for people needing health care. Because...
his, because he, in fact, already has cost 10 million people their health care that they had from their employers because of his recession. Number one. Number oh, two, oh, yeah, yeah. there are 20 million. Look at that. Donald Trump has like nothing to he has no plans to put forward. He said that I had the Favored Nations Act. He said that I did the uh, the uh, what, the, what the fuck? I eliminated the individual mandate and I also um, have the uh, what, what, what was the other one? He had favored nations, individual mandate, and then there was one other thing. The oh, he covered pre-existing conditions with an executive order, which does not actually mandate any kind of law. Um, he said that he did these things, but he actually still has no plan. So while Joe Biden is criticizing him for his lackluster um, job on bettering healthcare in America, making it a better system for all. Um, he just attacks Joe Biden for having plans that uh, certain Americans may find too radical when Joe Biden doesn't have those plans whatsoever. He would be Obamacare, the, the strengthening of Obamacare, which I don't necessarily support. I would much rather see public option or not even public option, but uh, Medicare for all. I am a Bernie supporter. So I think Biden at least has a better plan than Trump because Trump's plan is to eliminate the work that the Obama Biden administration has done and just leave it alone. And Biden's is actually to repair the damage that Trump has done to the Affordable Care Act. Getting health care through Obamacare now that he wants to take it away. He won't ever look you in the eye and say that's what he wants to do. Take it away. No, I want to give him better health care at a much lower price but, because by Obamacare the way, he doesn't is know no how. He doesn't. But he does. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't say how. He just knows that uh, the right wing hates Obamacare. And, uh, if he says that enough, then he will convince them. Doesn't know how I've to do that. Fixed it. He has never I've offered already a plan. fixed it to an extent. He has Obamacare, never done a single thing. As you might thing. know, but probably don't. Gentlemen, you realize if you're good, both speaking at the same no time, and it's too expensive. Let, let, let the president go ahead, sir. Obamacare is no good. We made it better, and I had a choice to make very early on. We took away the individual mandate. We guarantee pre-existing conditions, but took away the individual mandate. Listen, this is the way it is. And that destroyed that. They shouldn't even call it Obamacare. Then I had a choice to make. Do I let my people run it really well or badly? Yeah. If I run it badly, they'll probably blame him, but they'll blame me. But more importantly, I want to help people. OK, I said, you got to run it so well. That's that makes and no sense. None of that makes sense. None of that makes sense. Uh, I told my people to do a good job with them. They said the problem is no matter how well you run Obamacare, it's a disaster. It's too expensive. Okay. Premiums are too it. high, that's and it doesn't work. So we we do want to get rid of it. Chris, we want to get rid of it. I understand it, sir, but I have to I have to give you roughly better. equal time. Good. Please let the vice president talk. Good. He has no plan for health care. Of course, he, we hey, sends, Please, he sends out it in my water bottle. Wishful thinking. He has executive orders that have no power. He hasn't lowered drug costs for anybody. He's been promising a health care plan since he got elected. He has none, like almost everything else he talks about. He does not have a plan. He doesn't have a plan. And the fact is, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, I have, one, I have one final question for you, sure. uh, Mr. Vice President. If Senate Republicans, <laughs> we were talking originally about the Supreme Court here, if Senate Republicans go ahead and confirm Justice Barrett, uh, there has been talk about ending the filibuster 
or even packing the court, adding to the nine justices there. You call this a distraction by the president, but in fact, it wasn't brought up by the president. It was brought up by some of your Democratic colleagues in, well, the, saying, in the Congress. So my question to you is, you have refused in the past to talk about it. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. You pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, you that because question? the you question is the question is the question and oh there, yeah there's that part where Biden got a little bit of trouble because like the Trump just like what do you and um here's the thing is that it's not really up to Joe Biden whether or not they pack the court if they don't do the nomination and then uh uh Biden is uh then elected then you know they have a different playing field to play with but if they are going to move ahead with the confirmation hearings and all of that um it's completely out of Joe Biden's hands at this point it's completely in in, in the hands of the DNC and the house Man. Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? Right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to pack the court. We have end, no, no. not going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs> Keep yapping, man. The people understand, Joe. <laughs> they sure 47 do. years, you've Joe, done nothing. They understand. Oh, okay. All right. The second subject <laughs> is COVID-19, which is an awfully serious subject. So... Let's try to be serious about it. We have had more than 7 million cases of coronavirus in the United States, and more than 200,000 people have died. Even after we produce a vaccine, experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal. My question for both of you is, based on what you have said and done so far, and what you have said you would do starting in 2021, why should the American people trust you more than your opponent to deal with this public health crisis going forward? In this case, the question goes to you first, sir. Two minutes uninterrupted. Good luck. 200,000 dead. As you said, over 7 million infected in the United States. We, in fact, have 5%, 4% of the world's population, 20% of the deaths. 40,000 people a day are contracting COVID. In addition to that, about between 750 and 1,000 people a day are dying. When he was presented with that number, he said, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because you are who you are. That's why it is. The president has no plan. He hasn't laid out anything. He knew all the way back in February how serious this crisis was. He knew it was a deadly disease. What did he do? He's on tape is acknowledging he knew it. He said he didn't tell us or give people a warning of it because he didn't want to panic the American people. You don't panic. He panicked. In addition to that, what I think he missed there that um, there's a very important quote that Trump says is that I downplay it. I like downplaying it. I still like downplaying it. What did he do? He went in and he, we were insisting that the Chinese, the, the people we had on the ground in China should be able to go to Wuhan and determine for themselves how dangerous this was. 
He did not even ask Xi to do that. He told us what a great job Xi was doing. He said we owe him a debt of gratitude for being so transparent with us. And what did he do then? He then did nothing. He, he waited and waited and waited. He still doesn't have a plan. Well, I laid out sir, back in March exactly so, so what wrong. we should be doing. And I laid out again in July what we should be doing. And here's the thing, too, is that I've heard, like, you know, the Republican pundits saying that, like, if uh, Joe Biden just kept villainizing Trump and kept lying about Trump, and it's like, well, he still gets the same amount of time to address the things that Joe Biden says. There's no reason for Trump to actually interrupt him and go, wrong, it's wrong, it's just so wrong. That's why I interrupted him, it's just so wrong. And it's, okay, wait your turn and address why it's wrong. We should be providing all the protective gear possible. We should be providing the money the House has passed in order to be able to go out and get people the help they need to keep their businesses open, open schools that cost a lot of money. You should get out of your bunker and get out of the sand trap and get in, in your golf course and go in the Oval Office and bring together the Democrats and Republicans and fund what needs to be done now to save lives. All right, that was a jumble of jumblee. Woo. That, that in there was pretty bad. Uh, but Joe Biden is attempting to be the president that can get Republicans and Democrats to work together. Um, but I, honestly, if, if, if it's not apparent by the way that they've been backing Trump that the GOP wants absolutely nothing to do with the Democrats, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't, because they don't want to work with the Democrats. The Democrats are willing to work with the Republicans because deep down, these liberals are conservative. But the conservatives are really just like moving their agenda hard really hard and what really concerns me is like the evolution that they're taking of how much authoritarianism that the republicans are willing to uh consider in order to continue pushing their agendas so if wait, we wait, would have listened wait, to wait, you you have two minutes sir if we would have listened to you the country would have been left wide open millions of people would have died not two hundred thousand, and one person is too much it's china's fault it should have never happened they stopped Got to remember, he did say it is what it is, but also, too, um, he's saying that if Biden was president, this would be a far worse situation. And unfortunately, the conversation should be that you could have done more, sir. Um, you are the president, and there could have been more done to save lives. They said if you had closed the borders and the economy sooner, we could have saved 30 to 40,000 lives. So if one is too much, why didn't you try to save 30 to 40,000? Stopped it from going in, but it was China's fault. And by the way, when you talk about numbers, you don't know how many people died in China. You don't know how many people died in Russia. You don't know how many people died in India. They don't exactly give you a straight count, just so you understand. But if you look at what we've done, I closed it, and you said he's xenophobic. He's a racist, and he's xenophobic, because you it's didn't think I should have closed our country. Wait, Wait a minute. It says two minutes. You didn't think we should have closed our country, because you thought it was too, it was terrible. You wouldn't have closed it for another two months. By my doing it early, in fact, Dr. Fauci said, President Trump saved thousands of lives. Many of you, a Democrat governor, said... Off a of technicality, but he could have saved more if he had done something sooner. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. The governors said I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. What in governors? Fact, people that would not be necessary. Are we talking about DeSantis of Florida? Because if, if he's saying that Trump did a good job, we should look at uh, Florida's numbers. Early on my side said that. 
President Trump did a phenomenal job. We did. We got the gowns. We got the masks. We made the ventilators. You wouldn't have made ventilators. And now we're weeks away from a vaccine. We're doing therapeutics already. Fewer people are dying when they get sick. Far fewer people are dying. We've done a great job. The only thing I haven't done a good job, and that's because of the fake news, no matter what you say. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's always the fake news, because anything that contradicts Trump is fake news. But here's the thing. Oh, Alright, I can't use this list. I thought there was a much more comprehensive list. Hmm. I guess we can just go to the dashboard live. World Health Organization shouts out. Oof. 34 million cases across the entire globe. No. Russia's about as dark as we are. Oh man, that's fascinating is that the uh, debate, they were saying that 7 million, um, but the World Health Organization, oh, 16, that's actually the whole, uh, that's North America and South America put together. My apologies. And yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting too, is that like when you look at ours, Southeast Asia, all of them are kind of the same, except for Western Pacific. Damn! Western Pacific just killing it. Yeah, the Americas just rises over everybody's numbers. Uh, the Western Pacific seems to be doing the best, and then Southeast Asia is doing worse than us. Or not worse than us, but just below us. Europe it's pretty low compared to Southeast Asia Africa I just have to wonder if it's more of an infrastructure issue because they have very low numbers and so I wonder if it's mostly reporting that we're not that we're not seeing there uh, let's see I've had a bit of surges and then seems to be kind of like stable now so that's interesting. Not as bad as Brazil's. The Russian Federation's numbers is pretty weird. It's a very weird graph. But it seems like they've stabilized a bit better than America, but it has, like, less spikes. It's very interesting seeing these graphs for the World Health Organization. Because I don't actually see anybody, like, flattening their curves. It's all kind of increasing. Except for South Africa. They had, like, a big surge and then just drop back down. France never had much. Chile never had much. 
It's very interesting graphs. Um, I was hoping to see like an overview of call, uh, not call, uh, of the United States surges, because um, we're starting to see more surges now. But uh, it doesn't. I can't find like a better update. Oh man, I wish you were not. There we go. Yeah, I don't think this article is up to date either. Let's go all the way to the top. Yeah, July 23rd. Uh, it's yeah I wish there was a better way of checking but we're we're having a bit of surges here and people are debating whether this is the second wave which is just an increase in the middle of the first wave so let's say to them they give you move bad on. press on it's just fake news they give you good press they give me bad press because that's the way it is unfortunately but let me just um that's just him you know, that's him always playing the boogeyman. Like, they don't want me to be president because I'm just doing so much for the American people. And they lie about you because you do so much for corporate America. It's 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 a hogwash. It's just hogwash. I'll tell you something. I don't care. I've gotten used to it. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job Well, you done. didn't do very well in swine flu. H1N1, you were a disaster. Your own chief 14, of staff said 000, you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no economic recession. You made a point. point. Let him answer it. And there was no... Okay, so how is how was uh, Joe Biden's and uh, Obama's response worse if they had to deal with a less lethal disease? Obviously, they had different cards. Oh, apologies. They had different cards set up against them. Uh, what? How does that compare to your handling of a job of a disease that is far deadlier? No one. There's no. We didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being. He shut down. The reason it's shut down is because look, you folks at home. How many of you got up this morning and had an empty? Why did it shut down, Joe? Why did why did you bring that up and then just move on? Because the economy obviously needed to shut down while we understand how this virus spreads. Also, too, like the Americans had a very hard time wearing masks. If we were much better at social distancing and wearing masks, we might not have had to shut down as much of the economy as we did. Empty chair at the kitchen table because someone died of COVID. How many of you were in a situation where you lost your mom or dad and you couldn't even speak to them? You had a nurse holding a phone up so you could, in fact, say goodbye. You would have lost far How more many people. people. Far is, more people. And, you would have been and by the way, late. your own, you his, his, own, me, his own CD. God, this so, it's so annoying. And it's just, it shouldn't be like a valid statement to be like, you would have done worse. You would have done worse. And it's like, we have no idea, but we do know the job that Trump did. CDC director says we could lose as many as another 200,000 people between now and the end of the year. And he held yep. up, he said, if we just wear a mask, we can save half those numbers. Just just a mask. And by We're looking at 300,000 at the end of the year. Like, that's insane. By the way, in terms of the, the whole notion of a vaccine, 
We're for a vaccine, but we, I don't trust him at all, nor do you. I know you don't. What we trust is a scientist. You don't we trust, trust Dr. Johnson Fauci. Johnson, Pfizer. We, 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 and okay, by know, the way. Gentlemen, and gentlemen let, me, let me move on to questions about the future, because you both have touched on one of the two of the questions I'm going to ask. Uh, t focusing on the future first, President Trump, you have repeatedly either contradicted or been at odds with some of your government's own top scientists. The week before last, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Redfield, said it would be summer before the vaccine would become generally available to the public. You said that he was confused and mistaken. Those were your two words. Yeah. But Dr. Slowey, the head of your Operation Warp Speed, has said exactly the same thing. Are they both wrong? Well, I've spoken to the companies, and we can have it a lot sooner. It's a very political thing, because people like this would rather make it political than save lives. God. It is a very political thing. I've spoken to Pfizer. I've spoken to all of the people that you have to speak to. We have great Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and others. They can go faster than that by a lot become very political because the left, or I don't know if so, I call so them left, I don't know what I call So you're the head of your Operation Warp Speed, Dr. Slowey? I disagree with him. Yeah. No, I disagree with both of them. And he didn't say that. He said it could be there, but it could also be much sooner. I, I had him in my office two he days talk, ago. He talked about the summer, sir, before it's generally available, just because like He Dr. said Redford. it's a possibility that we'll have the answer before November 1st. It could I'm, also I'm be after that. It's generally available. It, not well, we're going to deliver it right away. We have the military all set up logistically. They're all set up. We yeah. have our military that delivers soldiers, and they can do 200,000 a day. They're going to be this delivering. This is the to same us. man it's who all told set you up. by Easter this would be gone away. By the warm weather, yep. it'd be gone. Miraculous. Yep. Like a miracle. Yep. And by the way, maybe you could inject some bleach in your arm, and that would take care of it. Yep. This is the that same man. That was said sarcastically, that was and you him. know that. I yes, it's very important that a, uh, a president of the United States says sarcastically that people should inject themselves with Clorox. And also, I think he said that if we tried to get, like, UV light inside people's bodies, that'll fix the situation. Okay. That was said sarcastically. And so here's the deal. This man is talking about a vaccine. Every serious... Every serious company is talking about maybe having a vaccine done by the end of the year. But the distribution of that vaccine will not occur until sometime beginning or the middle of next year to get it out if we get the vaccine. And pray God we will. Pray God we Mr. will. Mr. Vice President, I want to pick up, though, You'll have on the that. vaccine I, sooner I want to pick that. up on this question, though. Trump has to make that promise because he's running for re-election. And if he makes his supporters and other people who may support him believe that Trump would be able to get a vaccine out in time for them, then that benefits him. That's it's uh, there's no truth in it. He has no actual like, um, let's see, like a statement of report or anything like that. He's just saying it because it benefits him. It behooves him to do so. Um, it bumps up the votes. No, you say the public can trust the scientists, but they can't trust President Trump. In fact, you said that again tonight. Your running mate, Senator Harris, goes further, saying the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will be suppressed. Given the fact that polls already show that people are concerned about the vaccine and are reluctant to take it, are you and your running mate, Senator Harris, contributing to that fear? No more than the question you just asked him. You pointed out he puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists. But you're saying Everybody you can't, or knows. Senator and Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well, no, no, you can trust the scientists. 
He didn't, she didn't say that. You can't she, trust She the, said that public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will yes. be suppressed. Well, that's what he's going to try to do. But there's millions of scientists, there's thousands of scientists out there, like here at this great hospital, that don't work for him. Their job doesn't depend on him. That's not, they're the people, they're, and by I the way. to the scientists Fauci, that are in charge. By the way. They will have the vaccine very does, soon. Let him finish. Do you believe for a moment what he's telling you in light of all the lies he's told you about the whole issue relating to COVID? To be perfectly honest, uh, Joe Biden did kind of jumble that question of like, well, this is what your VP nominee had said about um, scientists and people developing the vaccines. Um, and Joe Biden is just going with like, he couldn't really answer that question. So now he's going into Trump's character. COVID. He still hasn't even acknowledged that he knew this was happening, knew how dangerous it was going to be back in February. And he didn't even tell you he's on record as saying it. He panicked or he just looked at the stock market. One of the two, because guess what? A lot of people died. And a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. So, Mr. President, did you use the word smart? Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because now it's like we're just completely skipping over the topic here just to get ad hominem attacks. You know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Well, let's have this debate. And if we'll you would have had, smart. let me just tell you something, Joe. No, if you would have had the charge of what I was put through, I had to close the greatest economy in the history of our country. And by the way, now it's being built again. You see, and it's going to get up to the fast. economy in the next segment, sir. Okay. Talking points. It's going up fast. Talking okay. points. So I, when it comes to rhetoric, how the propaganda has been handled so far, the two of you have taken very different approaches. And this is going to affect how the virus is handled going forward by whichever of you ends up becoming the next president. I want to quickly go through several of those. Reopenings. Vice President Biden, you have been much more reluctant than President Trump about reopening the economy and schools. Why, sir? Because he doesn't have a plan. If I were running, I'd know how th what the plan is. You've got to provide these businesses the ability to have the money to be able to reopen with the PPE as well as with the sanitation they need. You have to provide Tell that them to plastic. Nancy Pelosi. To, to, well, he's just shush for a minute. Tell it to the, Nancy the, Pelosi and, and Schumer. By the way, Chuck. Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, they have a plan. He uh -huh. won't even meet with them. The Republicans won't meet him in okay. the Senate. And he, and he sits he sits on his golf course. And, I mean, nah. literally, okay. think about it. You probably right, play more than it. I do. I mean, we got to admit that they had the Heroes Act to come out and support more of the infrastructure, small businesses, and uh, get another round of stimulus checks out to Americans. And Mitch McConnell has all but refused to see or even vote on the bill. So that's just definitely something that we have to consider there. Um, right now... This is going to be a bit jarring, but I'm going to end this first part of the debate. We're 30 minutes in, and uh, so far we're starting to really get into the ad hominem attacks and the frustration of Joe Biden and the exhaustion of Chris Wallace. Um, it looks like I could do this into three parts, possibly four. So please join me again in the next episode. Uh, I'm not going to open it with... Uh, it's it, Like I said, it's going to be a bit jarring because you're going to start the next episode and it's just going to kind of start. And that's because I uh, am live streaming on Twitch 
And if I play any music that they can pick up upon, uh, they will ban me. Or not ban me, but they will mute my channel um, just for playing playing us out. Um, maybe if I can just pull this up real quick. I'll allow Trump to answer and then see if I can play this track just to play you guys out. And it'll be less jarring. It can't be Crumbling Castle, unfortunately. Could you? Uh, oh, what about this question <laughs> of reopenings and the fact... Well, he wants to shut down this country. Oh. And I want to keep it open. And we you did a great thing just by shutting it, shut down. it down. Wait a minute, Joe. Let, let, let me shut you down for a second, Joe, just for one second. We want to... He wants to shut down the country. We just went through it. We had to because we didn't know anything about the disease. Now we found that elderly people with heart problems and uh, diabetes and different problems are very, very vulnerable. We learned a lot. Young children aren't. Uh, even younger people aren't. We've learned a lot. But he wants to shut it down. More people will be hurt by continuing. If you look at Pennsylvania, if you look at certain states that have been shut down, they have Democrat governors all. One of the reasons they're shut down is because they want to keep it shut down until after the election on yeah. November 3rd. Because it's a political But those move, states, those states are not subject. doing well that are shut I've, down right now. Uh, that. President Trump, you have country. begun to increasingly question the effectiveness of... <sighs> Um, Trump seriously has no answers for anything. It's only uh, Joe Biden would do a worse job. Uh, I don't really accept that as <laughs> a way to um, not attack somebody, but to defend your job and encourage other people to vote for you. So that it's just it's very sloppy work on the part of the president that I think he could do a much, much cleaner job on. So, you know, um, it doesn't have to be about how Joe Biden would be worse if Trump actually had anything to stand on that benefited the American people. So that is the end of my first segment of this debate. We're 30 minutes in. We got about an hour left. Uh, so I'm going to play us out and then come right back. Thank you for joining me on Talks News. Shouts out my love to you.